Hello and welcome to First Thoughts, the podcast where usually three hosts each brings a topic and through a series of questions, we try and figure out what that topic is. Uh, this week, it's your co-host here, Jensen, and I'm joined by Josh and Mike. How are we both doing, boys? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Very well, Josh. I'm good. I'm I said this last time, I think, but have you written a new script? Because I, I, I thought I would try changing it up this week and Ooh, switch like it. it around, slick it up a bit. Yeah. Um, do, you, do you want to share that with me? So I'll, <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll type it up and I'll send it over. Um, Sweet. Yeah. My other question is, what that you drink there, Mike? Oh yeah. Here we go. <laughs> I, I went to um, <clears throat> two bakeries today because it's the only thing that's. <laughs> Nice. Uh, and I got myself some fig and vanilla vodka, and I've just tried it for the first time. It's thirty-one percent, but actually really smooth. So oh, nice, mm. delicious! It's nice on its own. The, um, a fun episode for Mike then. <laughs> <laughs> Towards the end, if we see well, hear any slurring, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, really sounds, um, sounds good. It's really syrupy. Oh, how, how sweet is it, Mike? Why would you get it? It's really sweet. Oh, really is it sweet? Yeah, too sweet or just the right amount. Well, I think if you mixed it with something, it'd be fine. But oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, that's pure vodka. Yeah. I think it's got. Well, I've not got anything to mix it with. Cause... No, I didn't. Re- I, I I thought it was like a pre-mixed drink, but if it's just pure vodka, then yeah. Uh, yeah, it's pure t- vodka, it, but I think take it, it easy. <laughs> <laughs> it tastes like there's a load of sugar in it, so it makes yeah, it palatable. No doubt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Nice. Well, shall I plow ahead and uh, begin topicking? Let's yeah, go for let's it. Go for it. Right, okay. I'm doing my timings. Try and keep Ooh, an eye on time. Nice, so, okay. okay, right. I'll do my best. Okay. I would like your first thoughts on Angelo Moriondo. I believe that's how you pronounce that. Uh, can I have it one more time, please? <laughs> Angelo or mm-hmm. Angelo uh, okay. Moriondo. Angelo. I imagine it's Angelo. Angelo Moriando. Hmm. Um, Would you like my first thoughts? Go on, Go, Mike. Let's do this. Go on. <gasps> Is it an Italian man? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, Turin was. Uh, yeah, Turin, Italy, was Ooh, okay. the man's place. Hmm. Okay. I, does that class as a first thought from Mike? Like. I, I don't know, you know if it does. I mean, I'll, yeah. Well, well I, I kind I, of... He, I don't yes. know who it is, but it, it to me, it just sounds like an Italian man's name. So. It, it is indeed an Italian man, and I want to know what um, what this... That, that's all you're getting, that's all this I guy, know. That's it, that's it, that, that, that topic over. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I want to find out what this guy is kind okay. of known for, renowned for, mm-hmm. famous for, well, I don't know how okay. famous, really. It's kind of a nerd hole, but we'll see. Josh... My first thought, until yes, you said nerd hole, um, well. which is just <laughs> made me kind of doubt it. Uh, I'm going to go with the, like, the, the basic. He's either an artiste or an inventor, uh, or maybe a philosopher. Okay, interesting. Uh, uh, or, or maybe none of those things. <laughs> or maybe none. Um, well, he is a, I suppose you would say, inventor, really. Okay. Is um, yes, so we're looking at what this guy, what I'm, this guy invented or first patented. 
was he recognised for this invention whilst he was alive or later on? Is he um, alive still? Um, he's no longer alive. Okay. Um, and is it yeah, post Is it post humorous or something? Post humorously? Is that what you call? I'm after not death? sure what. Uh, um, I'm not. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, don't know, know Josh. What, what I don't know what that would be. No, <laughs> okay. that'll be my next topic. <laughs> but, but he was um, no. He's known for this while he was alive. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, an inventor, Mike. I think it might be some sort of communication device. Uh, I, I don't know if it's like telegram, Cups something like string. that. That's Cups interesting. Oh, it's not that, but I was, I was thinking about some other topics recently around that. Um, Mm. So that's kind of really interesting that because I nearly ended up doing something on that. So, is he a a a civil engineer of sorts? Did he invent the bridge or something like Um, that? He he didn't invent the the bridge. bridge. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, he's from he's from an entrepreneurial family, um, and I believe he actually. From from what I remember, he worked with a mechanic um, to help create this first device okay. of this kind. Are we um, thinking some sort of like clockwork device or mechanism? Um, I'll steer you in the direction of steam. Believe it or not, um, that that might throw you off the course a little bit. But um, using so, steam. It's not a steam train. <coughs> I was going to say, yeah, but the, the trap here is like steam engine. Yeah, don't don't get don't get but stuck was, on. Steam that was a Scottish man, wasn't it? Is it powered by steam? Um, it's, steam is used in the process where it hadn't been used process. in the process before. Is it bending wood with steam? No, but that is a cool. Is that one. a thing? That's yeah, that's that's totally thing. how you do it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Where's can, that originated can, from? Well, you can a lot of furniture. Well, not a lot, but there's furniture that is made by bending like birch. Wow. Um, yeah, I guess it's more um, malleable when it's. I think it's used a lot in boats, ship shipbuilding. Right. Huh. But obviously, so, they're not using birch for that. What I'll give you here is this guy um, patented the first one of this mm. series of uh, devices that was later built on and refined upon, um, kind of over several decades. So he actually put this uh, together in 1884 was the first pattern of this. Is it a musical instrument? um, No, it's not a musical instrument. Um, Is it? You mentioned process, Jensen. I'm thinking, is this something which... Is this a process itself that is invented or is it an instrument which is used within a process? Because I'm thinking, like, distilleries. Oh, you're very... Right, you're going... Definitely along the right lines, yes. Um, mm. You know, kind of, what, what's it called? Uh, it's not evaporation, but... Oh, it's distillation, isn't it? Where you, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, it's yeah, titration. It's, titration. Uh, oh, that's a good word. Is it that? <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if these other names uh, will mean anything to you, but these, okay. these names later built upon um, what Moriondo had done. So, um, Bezeri, and later um, a guy called Pavoni built upon those. I don't know if you recognise those names at all. Um, I'm almost looking at Mike more. I don't know, but um, is it if something not, to do with cameras? It's a, but no, it's not. It's not cameras, unfortunately. Is uh, it hydraulic camera? 
Well, no, um, not hydraulics. So before this, can I ask a it, question? Yes. Is, <laughs> is is it is it used today? Whatever he's done, is it still used today? He designed the very first one of these uh, and it's machines, and then it's been right. built upon and was eventually perfected in the sixties. Um, and it, and is and it now, something that we are familiar we, with? We. If we weren't in lockdown, we'd probably come in contact with this machine and what it makes every day. We might have a small one in our home if you have the is coinage. It, is it a? Oh. It's not. It's not the process of carbonisation for like soda streams and carbonated drinks, is it? No, not carbonisation, but drinks. You are definitely onto. Espresso machine. <gasps> what was that, Josh? That's a good idea. An espresso machine. Espresso machine is absolutely right. So um, you know, if Richard was here, we'd go, like, "Oh yeah, I knew that." Like, oh, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like know everything about coffee. <laughs> but um, yeah, so this guy patented. Um, what I'll, was his surname again? Sorry, so uh, Moriondo. Moriondo. M O R I O N D O. So did he? So was it? Did he invent the? Um, um, the little stovetop kettle. So that was um, that that was Bialetti, um, if that's how you say that. That was Bialetti, and that was, yeah, that, was a little, that was a little later. So that's the brand um, name, isn't it? Yeah, oh, and right, well, yeah. he and he was the the maker of the mocha pot, really that percolation process. Right. Um, so he didn't do this. No, this guy he, made the espresso machine. He, he invented the very first espresso machine, and I'll sum this up, and then we can move on to our next topic. And Sweet. but um, yeah, so he patented the first um, espresso machine, which was kind of the idea of. Um, well, it's a mixture of two things. Um, espresso meaning to express, as in quickly, um, mm. and also kind of you know emotive. Because before this, it was just old school brewing, so it would have taken like five minutes for a cup of coffee, you know, to like brew and coffee, all this time. Kind of, yeah, mm. and this didn't necessarily make what we would now know as espresso as this really thick, concentrated thing. Mm. But it was essentially using steam pressure um, to create coffee quickly. Um, so it's kind of this fir- the very first espresso machine that it's kind of built on a uh, Pavoni, who's a a lot of people reckon would recognise that in the coffee world. Um, partnered with a guy called Baziri, um, and then later we end up with Gaggia, and then Valenti eventually in yeah. the 60s perfects the machine. Um, so there are kind of names we might bump into here and there, but it begins this journey as this steam machine and kind of just gets built upon, built upon. And eventually we end up with the beautiful, thick, concentrated crema goodness that we now have. Um, but it all started with steam in 1884. So, yeah. The sweet nectar of life. The sweet the <laughs> nectar of the bean. Yeah. It'd be a zombie without that. Man. It's, so, it's bad. It's bad. who volunteers as tribute then as I munch on this digestive? Oh. Go on, I'll go for it. I'll do it. I'll go. I'll go in the middle. I'll be the sandwich. <laughs> go fill for it, man. Be the filling. Okay, so um, the, <laughs> this is an unusual. <laughs> Are you making like an innuendo? No, no, <laughs> not at all. Um, this is maybe like a bit of an unusual route to go down because what I'm posing as a topic, like the answer could be something I'm not aware of, but I, I, I'm coming at this from a specific angle, which I want you to get to at some point. So, okay. I'd like your first thoughts on something which is possibly going to occur on the 30th of June this year. 
So the 30th of June, 2021. And it like, you know, it could be a range of things that I'm just not aware of, but I want this one specific thing. So I'll give you a hint. Asteroid. Um, End of the world. <laughs> it's it could be, Mike. That's not what I'm after, but what I am after is something which occurs every one and a half years. So it either occurs like towards the end of June or towards mm-hmm. the end of December. Uh, are, and it are could, you done? Can, yeah, go. Is it is it anything astrological? No, it's well, not. Right. Well, that's my first thought. It's, <laughs> well, it's not in the sense that you think it is. Okay. So, I mean, I was originally thinking about, we've just had the, the Great Conjunction, um, mm. which is like a super rare mega alignment of all sorts, and it's supposed to... It kicked off the 21st of December, and I think it ends soon. Basically. That was like all of the planets being aligned. It was, it was, a, it was a big one, man. Yeah. Was it, um, how many was? I thought it was just four. Wasn't it? Uh, well, it was all the essentially all the big ones, really. <laughs> all the ones that matter, John. <laughs> all the ones that matter. <laughs> but there's um, <laughs> obviously constellation alignments as well. I think so. Yeah. Uh, big one for the new ages out there. Um, well, this so. is this is. I guess this is astrological somewhat, Mike. But I, when you said is it astrological, I thought you meant from my BYK. You know, kind of I, I'm, I meant like, yeah, of some sort of importance, like maybe it's like some sort of an alignment or like a meteor shower or, you know, the closest passing to mm. Mars or, you know, something like that. Every one it's, and a half years. Every one and a half years. So it's a little bit simpler than what Mike's suggesting there. Is it um, like a sunspot or? No, it's not. Um, so this is this is something which we actually do which takes into account some form of astrology. And this process started in 1972 um, and has occurred every one and a half years since. Um, And I know this is super vague, but it's quite interesting. I mean, I don't know. I'm thinking, I mean, are are we kind of more environmental, like maybe ozone? Kind of I'm thing. Gonna, I don't I'm know. I'm going to give a big clue, which might. Hang on, hang on. Go on, Mike. Is it something to do with the Earth's magnetic field? Um, the reasoning behind could potentially be due to that, but I, I've not looked into it enough. It's to do with the Earth's rotation, um, hey, which on, may right. be influenced somewhat by the magnetic field. Um, but my knowledge of that is is not amazing. Um. I don't know if that gives you anything to go off if you. So, is it some kind I... of? Sorry, Mike. Go on. No, go on. I was going to say, does does something happen like um, does time speed up? Ooh. I'm wondering something like that because if you're talking about rotation of the Earth, mm. I'm thinking time. It is to do with time. So basically, the speed at which the planet rotates around the axis fluctuates daily. So like some days it might rotate a little bit faster, some days it might rotate a little okay. bit slower. Um, and basically, we have got our clocks, um, which were mostly formed off atomic clocks. So, how long it takes for either maybe like some sort of atomic reaction to occur, for example, All right. which is a consistent time. Like that process occurs essentially at the same time 
okay. whenever it occurs. Um, but we've developed the concept of time in general, which was based off of the rotation of the Earth. Mm-hmm. Um, so any thoughts off of what I've just said as to what it could be? So yeah, the speed at which the Earth rotates changes daily. And obviously we have, you know, we've got leap years where we account for that. And we might add an extra day. Um, I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty pretty blank here. Um, so regarding the calendar and um, leap days accounting for, is it a leap minute? Oh, it's a little bit more granular than that. So oh, never leap that second. It's a leap second, yeah. Wow, okay. Um, so basically, I've got some facts for you yes. here. Um, so on average, um, the Earth day is 0.002 seconds longer than a 24-hour day. Um, so it would be 24 hours and 0.002 seconds. Um, so the yes. difference grows to being about one second every one and a half years. Um, but that can change. So like most years, it is you know one second to too fast or too slow um, based off of the rotation. So we've got these atomic clocks which are like consistent and really precise over time. Mm-hmm. But we are that's atomic time and our natural like you know whatever we've gone off the Earth's rotation does change. So we have to take into account this extra second. Um, so there's something called universal time which is like the time zone, which is based off of the Earth's rotation. Okay. And then there's the, the atomic time, which is, uh, what's it called? Oh, I don't think I wrote it down. Atomic um, oh, time. In, international atomic time. Um, so it's like 200 different atomic clocks, roughly, around the world at different locations. And they're what we would use to gauge what actual time is. Um, but, yeah, um, every year or so, year, um, year, one and a half years, the lag is up to a second. So at midnight on either the 30th of June or the 31st of December, we either add an additional second. So your clock will read, you know, like 12, uh, well, 11.59.60 as opposed to 11.59.59 before it rotates Yo. to 12. Um, That's cool. Yeah, but apparently like, the Earth's rotation is increasing. So we might have to do the opposite. Um, oh, this year and take a second off. Take a second off. Yeah. Right. So the first leap second was added in 1972, um, uh. which means like we're roughly what? What is that? Um, nineteen nineteen seconds ahead of the nineteen seconds ahead of the atomic clock. Right. Basically, something like that. Yeah. So there's some sort of calibration, but most people are aware of leap years and. I just came across Leap Seconds and That's thought it was cool. quite cool. That is cool. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know too much about the science behind it. Um, Someone's been spending far too much time. <laughs> yeah, like I, I don't know that, how like, I don't know how important that, you know, kind of not point not not two seconds longer each day is. Like <laughs> it's causing it's causing someone a headache somewhere around the world. Like a <laughs> yeah. programmer somewhere. Like, ah! <laughs> not yeah, point two like Millennium bug all over again. <laughs> That's what happens when <laughs> mathematicians have OCD. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so basically they want to keep the Earth's lag 
um, period within 0.9 seconds, which is why it's every one and a half year. I want to know why it matters. Mm. Yeah, I didn't actually look into like kind of that aspect of it. Um, Did you look into when time became precise? Like when was the atomic clock started? Well, so the first leap second was added in 1972, but they were aware that they needed to add it 10 years previously. Um, so I think maybe that was when the introduction of atomic clocks were. So like maybe 1962 minus one and a half years to figure out that this lag period occurs maybe. Um, so yeah, maybe the 60s. Right. Um, but I don't I don't know the exact date there, Mike. I'm kind of winging it a little bit based off of what I've read before. <laughs> cool. Very cool. I've, I came across something about the calendars recently as well. So I need to have a look and then I can bring it up on mm. another episode. Um, you know, after you did the, Mate, was it you the, guess you guess that in like there was there was something else that that, that I came across recently though that was I mean like it's, I'm not talking I'm not talking days here mm. lost I'm talking years um, between moving Ooh. between calendars stuff I mean it's in the weird space but I was like this is interesting <laughs> so <laughs> I'm gonna have to have a look at that at some point I heard about are it we, are we ago, in the but, year three thousand already. I went um, through. I, I I tried to figure out this this calendar jump. Like, when did we switch to the the current calendar? The Gregorian um, calendar. Yeah. Well, this was what I talked about, wasn't it? Uh, what was it? Well, it didn't, what year was it? It didn't now? switch at the year zero, did it? The, the no, wasn't, no, there was never a year zero. Cali- the calendar active like was it seventeen fifty six or something? Or we made that up? I think it. What well, that's when look. we? Well, that's when we started our current. Let's have a look. Um, I think so. Seventeen hundreds. In fifteen eighty-two, Pope Gregory the <laughs> Eighth introduced the, his Gregorian calendar. Right. Okay. Mm. I mean, it doesn't mean it was accepted by everyone, but obviously. Well, well yeah, there was a to... difference in the UK, wasn't there? So the, yeah. the Gregor- uh, calendar at. Sorry, the, Julian, the, the Julian calendar before that. Yeah. Wasn't it? Yeah. And I think um, Russia were really late to it. Like, I, there was something I heard the other day about the Russian Revolution. Like, so, like, 1917, they finally got on board with the calendar. I was so or, close. Or something like that. It's a British Calendar Act of 1751. Ah. Um, and this was when we decided to change. There so it basically, is. the calendar started or something on the 25th of March instead of the 1st of January. And they wanted to, like, you know, kind of move the British... Right. calendar and unite all the different kingdoms under one calendar so that's when we tried to switch then to the gregorian um so Does the gregorian know how many calendars there are right now like how many different so many oh, there's loads so mate. many i mean there's like several just within just within judaism oh, i think there's like four it was 1752 so it's proposed in 1751 <laughs> and came into go, effect mate. the first of judah there you go i don't was know was that by our things. calendar or someone else's calendar <laughs> a good question oh, mate well, Mike, we're gonna to have to move on to your topic if that's okay. Yeah, sorry right. for waffling. Right, go on, mate. Um, I would like your first thoughts on Quebecli Tepe, please. Oh, <laughs> Quebecli Tepe. Quebecli mm. Tepe reminds me oh. of Quebec, which I'm is so a place. pleased you don't know what this is because you're gonna love it. Oh, join to join to um, uh, spell it. Please. 
Yeah, do you mind if I just type it up somewhere? I'm not going to put it into Google, don't worry. (laughs) So, (laughs) Microsoft Word. (laughs) All right, go on, Mike. We've got a G and we've got an O with two dots over it. Oh, okay. Like like an umlaut. Nice. Uh, But I don't don't think it's a German word. And then you've got B-E-K-L-I space. T-E-P-E. And I can, I can give you the, um, I, I'll give you the first word translated if you like. I'd love Ooh. that, Mike. Could Go you also then, tell mate. me the, the language so. it's translated from? Because I think is it, is it potentially? I'm thinking like Norwegian Russia? or something like that, me. I don't know. Uh, okay, we're in the region of Turkey. Oh, Turkish. It's a Turkish okay. word. Turkey. And Gwebekli means pot belly. <laughs> pot belly. Pot belly. Tepi. Yep. Yeah, I'm not going to tell you what Tepi is because it might give it away. Oh, wow. Okay, I've got wait. I've not given my first thought, but I'm completely baffled. Um, Let's hear your first thought. Uh, I think that for you, Mike, it would be too simple for it to actually be a pot-bellied animal. Um, that would be correct. And I, I, I kind of believe. Drawing off some like kind of obscureish knowledge, like I'm thinking like idiot abroad here. Uh, what is it? So, is it? <laughs> no, wait, you know, I, I think I've seen on like idiot abroad these like characters, not characters, but like you know, kind of local legends who uh-huh. are renowned for something. So it might be you know like um, a Hindi priest, you know, the one who has held his hand in the air for like yeah. twenty odd <laughs> years. Is this someone? <laughs> it's got the biggest pot belly <laughs> ever. It's a fantastic th- first thought, but no, it's not. <laughs> oh, got it. So, um, <laughs> right. So I, I kind of, I've, I've got a very opposite direction, but I'm, I'm thinking of like the shape of a pot belly, kind of like domey, <laughs> and and there, and therefore I'm thinking about like buildings. And I'm imagine like Ooh. a dome-topped building. Uh, I don't know what tepe means. I don't know if it means like temple. And it means like potbelly temple, and it's like the shape of a roof. That's my first thought. Yeah, you are along the right lines. Oh, I think actually the shape is the roof. Oh. Okay. Wow. Okay. So I just. Um, is it like so a, should... a cookhouse or a smokehouse or something? Uh, <clears throat> maybe like a. Kitchenette, or... yeah. <laughs> no, I don't know. Um, uh, no, it's probably going to give you, you know, more of a clue, but no one actually knows what it was for. Oh, okay, okay. Standard. <laughs> no, <laughs> but, <knows. laughs> but that that should give you a clue as to. So just why just, it's relevant, guys. Just solve this world mystery that nobody knows anything about. <laughs> And do it in eight it's like, minutes. It's like esquivalence, <laughs> like I was listening back to that, and I was like, <laughs> he proper took us on a rabbit hole. I know I was like, horrible when you with listen that. back to it. I'm sorry, man. man. It was good, one though, really good. <laughs> um, um, so no one knows what this potbelly roof thing was for. No, they they have they have ideas. They have ideas. <clears throat> no is it a building, sure. like, or is it the roof, or is it an architectural style, or is it you know, like, is it a specific building? Is this what we're right. trying to? Speculate as to. So that I'm going to give you the word tepe means hill, and we're talking about the potbelly hill. 
Okay. And the Turkey. hill part of it is they is the roof essentially. Um Is it like um, a like a hobbit house? Like, you know, in <laughs> into a hill. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. No. No. Oh. <laughs> I thought you were onto something there. Oh, no. Me too, mate. So the the building is underground. Right. Mm. Um Okay. Would you like to hazard a guess? Is it like you know, obviously Turkey is quite a hot location, hot country. And I'm talking, I'm thinking like, you know, kind of, we never had electricity, like refrigerating and storing meats, for example. So classically what people would do is create like a code room essentially by digging a location underground and using that as like a larder to store. uh, I think it's a little bigger than that. Oh, big. Okay. Okay. I mean, I'm I'm wondering if it's like you know, um, a bathhouse, like a Turkish bath type thing. I think you are guessing the wrong kind of thing. So let me try and steer you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so because no one knows what it was for. <clears throat> right. What I want to know from you is, how old do you think this is? Um, right. Okay. Well, you said it's in Turkey. It's Turkish, yep. but that mm-hmm. doesn't mean it was necessarily from the Turkish Ottoman kind of mm. period, does it? Mm-hmm. Could be much older than that. It could be more recent than that as well. Mm. Give me a, give me a time period. I'm going to be really loose and say 700 years ago. Jensen? Um, I'm, I'm wondering if it is in that kind of Ottoman, you know, Islamic Golden Age kind of period uh no i right. think well what when how many years ago was that oh gosh um 1200 yeah. years ago something like that like 800 900 all right going on times, to 1000 times that by 10 10,000 years old yeah it's Lord. the oldest uh, the oldest um site of um importance that we've we've found with the the oldest um, building site um, in turkey or in the world in the in world the world in the world Whoa. the so, oldest evidence of human not yeah, dwelling the, but it is the construction it's wow. the oldest evidence of um agriculture and, and oh agriculture like farming yeah oh. so is it like an irrigation not irrigation but maybe kind of well, the, no, the re- no, the reason. So they think that it's probably some sort of site for um, like religious reasons. It predates right. Stonehenge by about five or six thousand years. Yikes. Yeah, Stonehenge is three thousand. Well, five thousand three hundred years ago or something. I watched a documentary on it the other day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's, what was that, Jensen? They're just saying druids in a stupid voice. So, uh, <laughs> so. So the reason, so they think that this is like some sort of religious site, basically. Um, it's, uh, there's lots of pillars mm. and um, it is now underground. It is, you know, the oh, roof has right. since so been taken off. Right. We don't know whether it was or whether it ah. wasn't, but they keep digging below what they've got. And it could be some sort of temple. It could be, you know. Have they done lighter or anything, Mike? I think so. Yeah, there's, there's, okay. uh, you know, there's a lot of interest, uh, and they keep um, excavating, and they have been excavating since the seventies, I think. Wow. Um, 
so yeah, it's a, it's an ongoing oh, thing. Um, it's so the reason they think that it's um, the advent of agriculture is because hunter gatherers wouldn't. There was no evidence of of anyone building anything like this at that time. Man. Um, so this is the the um they needed agriculture because they needed workers in this mm. area to be able to build this kind of thing so the only way for them to do that would to be to have agriculture already set up to feed the people that were building this which is why it has been given the the, the title of the advent of um agriculture wow um it's mad what was it made of it's stone and I... it's go on so i was imagining just... a hill like a hill hill yeah you know, so like it was grassy... kind of it was I think kind the hill of buried was over a hill yeah the burying of it over time it, it could be that it got buried you know to protect it from something um mm. but that has since been removed um and they've started excavating it well, that's an, I'm gonna have to check this out because I'm into. Oh yeah, this ain't... is totally up your street. Mate, I'm, I'm into the ancient <laughs> stuff, and like as soon as you said it was like old and you know, like I mean really old and what they found here, hilly. Well, so they've got um, like they've got an animal. Or... Yep, yeah, they've got an animal sculpture that dates back to 9000 BCE, wow. um, which is you know pretty, a, a pretty comprehensive. Uh, sculpture really interesting what animal is of... that <laughs> uh, <laughs> what does it say sorry it's some sort of it looks like some sort of lizard it says um, oh, right. with the sculpture of a predatory animal in high relief catching prey in low relief so it, it mm. could be like an alligator or it look right. it kind of looks like an alligator actually but interesting. it's interesting i'm definitely it's, gonna have to it, have a dig into this it kind of has a look of it like you know the mayan sculptures it's that kind of yep. style well, I know a lot of um, well, I mean, ancient cultures. When you, when you see animals, or particularly if you see animal-human mix sculpture stuff, often you're actually not looking at a picture of an, an animal. You're looking mm. at their thoughts of what a divine being was or a spiritual being was. Mm. So it's like, for instance, Bible. You read snake in the garden. We know that it's not an actual talking snake, but it's actually an image of a divine being. That's how they. That's how they would communicate that idea that's why we see that in egypt so i'm i'm wondering if it's that you know if that's what's going on you know is it therefore religious is it a religious thing a spiritual thing i don't know I'm, I'm intrigued now man yeah no no one no one knows yet um but they so there is it appears that there's like different levels and the further they go oh, down the nah. the um older it gets check this out Dante's so inferno. so we've got <laughs> yeah. uh I'm just looking now, Mike, and it's mad. Yeah. So. Wow. Layer two um, <laughs> okay. has circular enclosures inside layer three. So there's like three main layers. Okay. That they've dug up, yeah. And um, you've got rectangular buildings, um, and they are inside a circular enclosure, I think. Um, and there's T shaped right. pillars which is the main feature of the older enclosures, um, indicating that the, the buildings 
of layer two continued to serve the same function in the culture, presumably as sanctuaries. Layer two is assigned to pre-pottery Neolithic B. <laughs> no idea what that means. Um, and the several adjoining rectangular doorless windowless rooms have floors of polished lime reminiscent of Roman terrazzo floors. Blimey. And carbon dated has yield carbon dating has yielded dates between eight thousand eight hundred and eight thousand BCE. Wow. Um so the um the thinking before they found this place, like the um the skills required to yeah also the equipment this. required as well like, yeah that's, they that's... didn't th- they didn't think that it was it was possible um that could because this that, is like, the, the only... pyramids as well didn't they though to wow. be fair when they were built like yeah let me see when the um i, I think we really just kind of don't give enough credit to we've no idea how they how they build some of these things we mm. you know we can't recreate so the, the for certain things, yeah. I think they were a lot smarter than we give them credit for. The oldest pyramid in Egypt was 4,700 years old. So it right. predates the oh, pyramids wow. by oh. 6,000 years. Definitely one to look into. Amazing cool. stuff. Well, Mike, we're going to have to now come up with a name for our episode. Okay. So, Potbelly's got to go in there. I think Potbelly's good. Yeah, I'll take Potbelly. Forgot what my topic was. You had the second, the extra second. Oh, it's like the thirtieth of June, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Twenty twenty-one. And I had the first espresso machine, kind of. Oh. So we've we've got time. The express potbelly arrival. I don't know. The arrival of a potbelly <laughs> espresso. Maybe no, maybe that's too descriptive because the espresso gives it away, doesn't it? Yeah, that does give it away. Um, the arrival of the potbelly machine. We've got steam. We've Ooh. got potbelly. And we've got time. Mm. <laughs> potbelly uh, steam time. Uh, atoms. Potbelly Atomic steam clocks. machine. Potbelly steam machine. Pot there it is. <laughs> I'm taking that. Potbelly. That is- Steam getting less and less descriptive with the name. Machine. <laughs> I'm going to take it. I'm going to take that because I need to wrap us up. So uh, thank you nice. so much for listening. Thank you for joining us. Uh, you can find us on social media on uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, etc. And you just find us with the handle at JRJ Podcast. And you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Castbox, all the good ones. Nice. So um, <laughs> yeah, I managed to get that out, didn't I? So thank you so much for joining us. And uh, guys, I'll see you for the next one. Yeah, take care. See you soon. Bye. See you guys. Bye-bye.